Welcome to Sunlight Connections, a homeschool podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 16. I'm Stephanie Rose, Sunlight's Community Manager, and on today's podcast, Judy, Tender, and Karen join me to talk in-depth about making the transition from public or private education to home education. With public and private education drastically changed in 2020, you're probably realizing you can do this homeschooling thing, and it's likely the best education option for your family. Perhaps you've never considered homeschooling for your family, or perhaps you've known you needed to make a change for your children, and homeschooling has been kicking around in the back of your head for some time. In this podcast, we address questions like, I don't have a teaching degree. How can I possibly teach my children? Will my kids suffer academically by being homeschooled? Will they be able to get into college? Is homeschooling even legal? These and many other questions will be covered with these veteran homeschool moms as they draw from their own experiences from transitioning to homeschooling, both as a child and from a mom's perspective. Join me as we turn the page on this topic. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Charting Your Path from Public School to Homeschool. As we are as a lot of people are making decisions to maybe change their educational choice, we wanted to get together and discuss specifically how you would go about this and maybe address some concerns you have. Today I have Judy, Tinder, and Karen. I'm going to let each one of them explain to you or introduce themselves and explain their homeschool um, experience to you. Judy, why don't you start? Sure. Thanks, Steph. So I'm a homeschool mom of three grown-up kids. Uh, We started homeschooling when our oldest was in first grade. Um, We were interested in learning more about the opportunity to educate our kids at home and came alongside some really good friends of ours whose kids were just struggling with learning how to read and how to get along in school. And so we kind of walked that journey with them, walked that path with them, and as a result, decided to choose that option for our children as well. And so here we are many years later, and all my kids are grown, and my grandkids are getting to be school age. So um, I homeschooled way back in the dark ages and um, just thoroughly enjoyed uh, being a Sunlight family, and I'm passionate about talking to other families about it. Very good. Tinder, welcome. Thanks, Stephanie. Um, Well, actually, I was homeschooled myself. So I am a second generation homeschooler. And like Judy said, um, I was homeschooled back in the dark ages. Um, So from about fifth grade on, um, I had previously attended public school and private school. And then through a series of events, my parents brought us home when it was very different and we didn't know very many homeschoolers. So I believe it was like 1985, um, began homeschooling. Um, and, but it is because of that experience. Um, I, it was very positive for me and I really enjoyed it that I wanted my children to experience this. And so as I became a mom to four beautiful kids that are now very big, but I have two sons and two daughters Um, We began Sunlight from the beginning. I had looked and researched curriculums when I had preschools and toddler age children, and I 
landed on sunlight through friends and recommendations. And so we have been homeschooling for 18 years with sunlight and I will soon graduate my first, my oldest son will graduate this next year. Very good. And Karen, why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks, Stephanie. Um, well, I'm a retired homeschool mom as well. I homeschooled all four of my children, um, but they were in Christian school starting off and had no interest whatsoever in homeschooling. I thought it was a great idea. I just knew I couldn't do it. So I had friends who did it and I thought, that's great. That's really exciting. Um, but it's amazing what you'll do if your kids need it. And I actually started homeschooling my second child, uh, my daughter, Melissa, because she was having some problems in school. She had been a very young five when she started school. So by the time second grade came, things were falling apart. And that, that's kind of the catalyst uh, to the decision of bringing her home. And then I ended up bringing home my other two kids um, for other reasons also. And so my youngest is the only one who's been homeschooled preschool all the way through high school. So, um, so he graduated two years ago and um, we, we just have loved our journey with sunlight and um, it, it's made for a lot of really, really good memories. Very good, thank you. And I am Stephanie Rose. I am the community manager at Sunlight. I am so excited. These ladies, you may have seen them on the convention floor. They're used to sharing their stories and we're gonna talk specifically today about overcoming fears, about legalities and bringing your children home and even about specifically about curriculum. So let's get started. Um, why might you choose to change from public or private school um, to homeschool? Karen, why don't you start since you clearly have a lot of experience in that? <laughs> yeah, I, I brought all my kids home for different reasons. Uh, you know, as I mentioned, my, old, my first homeschooler was my second child. Um, at that point, my oldest son was in seventh grade. She was, um, she was third grade. And, I, and my third was in kindergarten. But because she had been struggling, she would come home in second grade and she would be crying, I'm stupid, I can't do this. And, and she had a wonderful teacher. My son had had the same teacher. Um, so I knew it wasn't the teacher. But I, I told my husband one day, she just needs somebody who can go as slow as she needs, explain it however many different ways she needs. And then all of a sudden I realized, oh my goodness, I'm describing homeschooling. <laughs> So, um, so that was second grade. I left her in, that was like January of second grade. I left her in the rest of the year. I called all my homeschool friends and said, what books can you loan me about homeschooling? <laughs> so, uh, so that was one reason. And we ended up bringing my son home halfway through when, you know, she started in the fall and we ended up bringing my son home in January um, because the, they switched curriculum in seventh grade uh, at the Christian school and he absolutely hated it. And he was my extremely strong-willed child, you can't make me. And so he just quit doing schoolwork. He just wasn't gonna do it anymore. And so I thought, well, I can bring him home and homeschool him and maybe salvage some interest in school and salvage our relationship, or I can keep him there and fight with him the rest of the year and he'll hate us and hate school. So we brought him home. And then the next year, you know, my, my third child was going into first grade and I thought, well, if I'm doing two, I might as well do three. <laughs> so, so that's how, that's how she ended up. And, and of course our youngest, you know, by then we had been homeschooling for, for several years. And so it was very, very natural. Oh yeah. Throw him in the mix. 
Kinder, you specifically talked about your parents bringing you home from um, school. Can you talk yes. a little bit more about that? All right. Well, I began, um, my school started in public school and I went for several years and then my parents wanted to transition us just for, um, so that Christian values were being taught and we um, transitioned to Christian school. Um, but in a few years of doing school at a private school, my, I had a sister that was really struggling with dyslexia and my mom was up at school all the time. Um, she also had another, I, I'm one of four girls, so I'm the oldest. And so I had another sister that was crying every day um, because of going to school. She didn't, she was in kindergarten and didn't want to leave mom. And so she just, um, so my mom was up at the school all the time anyway, um, working and trying to help with some issues going on. And um, it actually toward the end of, I guess, my fourth grade year, um, and my sister that was struggling with dyslexia was in second grade, a teacher told her in the principal's office, if you think you can do a better job, maybe you should be schooling her yourself. And my mom was like, mm, maybe I can do this. And I mean, my mom is actually, she's a math teacher, but she was a stay-at-home mom as well. So my mom did have the teaching degree. And so, and I think that's probably helped her make that step because like I said earlier, it was 1985 and it was at the very beginning of when people began homeschooling. So as we came home, um, it was, I was struggling with like anxiety or feeling of have a very perfectionistic, you know, if I'm not going to make a hundred, I just had all sorts of um, anxiety. And so I wasn't enjoying school. I went to school with stomach aches and, um, and dreaded, you know, I felt like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. And I had performance anxiety a lot. Um, I didn't know what that was, but, you know, I just had stomach aches. But when I came home, that, at, that allowed me to relax. And I really enjoyed, found that, that I enjoyed learning at home. I enjoyed being with my mom and my sister's and so um, it was from that positive experience that I wanted to choose that as our path of homeschooling or our schooling choice for our kids. And, um, and it's because of the relationships that I have with my mom and my sisters that, you know, I feel like we were able to really cultivate through schooling at home and together, you know, you do, you're forced to be friends. You're forced to be um, on good terms with each other because you're around each other a whole lot. So um, it was very positive for me. Very good. Very good. I, I am almost positive if you're considering private or public school to homeschool, you might have concerns. One concern, maybe I don't have a teaching degree. Am I qualified to teach my kids? What would you say to a parent who might be asking that question? Well, I would jump in and say, I don't have a teaching degree. Um, but I think one of the things that uh, really shines in homeschooling is if you come alongside your child, and a lot of times if I don't know the answer, I will tell them, I don't, wow, I don't know. That's a very good question. But let's find out together and let's learn together. And I have felt like this literature-based learning that I can get excited because I feel like I have learned so much the second go-around time through material and even the third or fourth go-around that I have learned 
so much that I really enjoy. Oh, let's read this book. Oh, we're going to learn about this. I didn't know that. And that kind of attitude is contagious. And the kids end up, oh, mom, look what I just read. And I found out. And it's like, oh, I didn't know that. So I feel like that you don't need to know everything. Um, and actually, it's a turnoff if you think you know everything and you bring that to the table. But the attitude of let's learn together is um, really inspires your kids. And they will, you know, come right alongside you and say, yes, mom, let's learn this together. And I think that you are qualified to teach your children because you teach your children from the time that they're very little. You teach them how to tie their shoes and you teach them how to get dressed and you teach them how to um, set the table and how to talk. And um, so I think actually you are your child's best teacher. Yeah, I, that definitely was one of my fears. One of the reasons I didn't want to homeschool because I felt like I'm not qualified. Those are the experts those, you know, the teachers. And so, and I was really worried about ruining my child um, because obviously we take this very seriously, the education mm -hmm. of our children. And it probably took me um, probably a good, the whole first year to learn what Judy just said. You know what? We teach them all the time. Mm -hmm. And I just have to read ahead in the book, a chapter or a little bit, you know, and, and if I'm, and like Tender said, if I'm learning along with them, that was really fun, you know? I mean, that, that to me was one of the most exciting things about homeschooling was, and, and also I think it was good for my kids to see me still learning because that kind of clicked in them, oh, she's interested in learning this too. And so that kind of helped them realize, you know what, learning's fun no matter what age. It's not a chore, right. it's not something you do for 12 years, 16 years, whatever, and then you're done. I was like, oh, this is really cool. We're going to read a book about this now. And I don't know a whole lot about this. I know a little bit, but, you know, we're going to get even more. So that, you know, but it did. It, and I really, I wish somebody had told me what, what you said, Judy, and what Tender said it, before I started, because that for like the whole first year, I just had this feeling of I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ruin my kid. And, but after that first year was under my belt and I saw how it went, you, you know, then I started realizing, you know what, I, I can do this, especially with, you know, Tender, when you were young, there were not many resources available mm -hmm. at all. Today, we have so much, we have yeah. so much available to help us. Absolutely. That's all just great advice. So what would you say to someone who's already struggling to get their children to mind them, to listen to them as their teacher, as you're shifting from their parent to their teacher, that's a kind of a new role that you would take on. How would you approach that? Well, that's, that is a big challenge. And I don't know that that's only a challenge for brand new homeschoolers. I think that <laughs> can be a challenge <laughs> all the way through. Um, and I would say the same about that, that Karen was just saying, I think that's a learning experience as well. I think um, my kids understood that I was not a teacher by um, trade or by a diploma. And so I was learning right along with them. And part of learning um, meant that we had to learn how to work together as a team. Mm -hmm. And I think for our family, the best way we approached getting people to do what needed to be done was to constantly remind each other that we were all on the same team. And that team mentality um, went a long way in helping 
uh, to motivate people. Because as a team, we could all look forward to enjoying a field trip uh, together <clears throat> that was coming up and scheduled. But if we couldn't get math done or we couldn't get household chores done, then the whole team suffered because we couldn't go. Very good. Karen and Cinder? Well, I mentioned that I, my oldest is strong-willed, you can't make me. <laughs> so that was definitely a concern bringing him home. Um, what I did, because he was older, he was seventh grade, eighth grade when we first started, um, I tried to get buy-in from him. So I let him help choose curriculum within parameters, like give him choices, give him options. Um, I allowed him to make his own schedule to a certain extent. Um, by the time he was about 14, he had a, um, a paper route. And so he liked, he had to get up at 4 a.m., deliver papers until 6 a.m., in Minnesota in the winter, 20 below zero. Wow. He's a hardy boy. Um, and then he would come home, he would sleep till noon, and then he would do his schoolwork. And I let him do that. And so I, I tried to, you know, as the kids got older, have them, you know, encourage them to take ownership of, of what they're doing. And so mm -hmm. by getting their buy-in, you know, then, then that helps them, you know, yeah, I'm gonna cooperate. And when they're really little, I think having a, a, a sort of a schedule, at least, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be set in concrete, but having, having a routine, having a routine, having a schedule, um, I think that helped quite a bit. Yeah, I think depending on their ages, when they were real young, I had, um, you know, like certain toys or Play-Doh came out at the end of the day when we had completed our school. Um, or, you know, a, an electronic game or something that those, they had special things that they were allowed to do after we completed our uh, day's worth of assignments. So those kind of things I would do when they were younger. And, um, and then I agree with Karen, as they got older, you know, I'd say, you know, here's what we need to do every day. How does this, how do you like, you know, do you like doing math first or do you like, getting up and doing your reading first. And so we kind of work on what happens and then, you know, come up with, okay, let's, you know, because you have basketball these days, I have high schoolers and they play sports or, you know, so let's, we need to make sure we get your things done by two in the afternoon so that you're going to practice. And so we've worked out schedules like that. Um, but I'll, when they were really young and that I really worked with, we had special reward or special things they could do after their school was done. And also like at the end of the week, if you have a play date, um, like Judy was saying that, you know, if we're all in this, we're going to get it all done so that we can go do something fun. Excellent. Um, what would you say about how do I fit it all in? Let's say you're a full-time working mom or you're used to having your kids at school every day and you already have a very busy schedule, regardless of if you work or not. How would you advise someone to help get everything fit in for the day? Well, first of all, homeschooling takes much less time than regular school, mm -hmm. um, especially for the young kids. Mm -hmm. We could usually start at 8 a.m. and be easily done before noon. And so, mm -hmm. and then if you, you know, if you have things going on during the day, you can spread some things out, like read aloud at bedtime or, you know, let's listen to our Bible CD at lunchtime or something. I mean, you can, you can fit it in. 
and, and make it work for you. Um, there was a period of time where my husband would do um, science with the kids on the weekends because he likes science, I don't. And, and especially the experiments, he really likes that. And so they would, he would do that on the weekends with the kids. And um, so there are lots of, the thing I like most about it is how flexible um, mm -hmm. homeschooling is. Mm -hmm. you can, I mean, you can make it work around your schedule. And, and with your kids home, you know, it's really important to teach them, you know, if, if part of what's keeping you busy is just things around the house, it's really important to help your kids learn how to do that. And like Judy was saying, be part of the team. We all made this mess. We all have parts to, you know, help clean up. And so that can take some of the burden off of you if your kids are learning how to load the dishwasher or, you know, sweep the kitchen or whatever. Having a schedule has really helped me that um, we would always, you know, have our breakfast routine and then we would start school. And sometimes that might um, include, like Karen said, doing laundry real quick, but it would be a team effort. I would have everybody help me or let's all put, unload the dishwasher together. That's a lot of how I have done chores at our house is just, we're all here, let's all pitch in and do it together. And, um, and so we'll get that done and then we start our reading. But as Karen already said that homeschooling, usually you can get the work done a lot faster than if they were going to school. And so our morning, and I would usually try to block, like block my phone. I am not gonna answer my phone. I'm not going to be distracted by anything because I want, this is important to me and I've made it a priority for myself. So I'm going to focus on my kids' education and I'm not going to let anything on my um, phone distract me or um, phone calls. I have voicemail and then after lunch, I will check my voicemail and make sure if anybody needs me. Um, and my, you know, my family members knew that in the morning I was really focused on getting school done and working with my kids so that I, it was not a good time for me. But in the afternoons, then my kids would be ready to go do their own individual things or, um, and I might even, I teach piano lessons um, out of my house in the afternoon, some afternoons. So I would be working. So that was the time when I would either have time to do um, piano lessons or I would be returning phone calls. But I really made a priority that mornings I give my children my attention and we get our schoolwork finished. And then at least, you know, and as they've gotten older, it takes them longer than lunch to, for my high schoolers to finish. But they at least have had time with me or if they needed instruction in math or anything or help with their paper, we could review it. And then they're ready to go spend part of their afternoon working on it by themselves. Very good. So what would you guys say to someone who has maybe family or friends who are sort of naysayers of homeschooling, how would you have them maybe discuss that with their family and friends? You know, there, there's always, whether it's homeschooling or other parenting decisions that you make, there are always going to be people who um, feel it's important to share their opinion with you. <laughs> and, and so, I think you have to, the, the biggest plus for me was upfront, I had to be confident in our decision mm -hmm. um, that this was what we were doing and we were doing it um, for reasons that we had researched and thought through 
And so I was confident in my decision. And I just tried to remember to be gracious whenever people would bring up doubts. I remember um, a particular uh, family Christmas one year, and um, my sisters-in-law are all teachers, all of them. There's four of them. So, so when we would get together um, on holidays, I would periodically look around and wonder, where is child A, B, or C, and realize that one of the auntie teachers had the child off in the corner saying, can you read this for me? Do you know what this says? Can you, answer, can you do this math problem? And I'm sure they were doing it out of love and out of concern. But I remember thinking, I was on trial, the kids weren't. Yeah. So I, I think you just have to find a gracious way to say, you know, this is our choice. And um, we have thought this through long and hard and we've prayed about this. And this is, for now, this is our decision. Mm -hmm. Well, and as we've seen with Tender, it has been around for a long time. And yeah. so it has proven itself. I mean, colleges now are seeking out homeschoolers because they have seen how well they do. And really, nobody on the face of this planet has as much vested interest as I do in my child succeeding. I mean, no teachers care. Teachers can be wonderful. No teacher cares as much about my child as I do. And I want to make sure they do well. You know, the other thing I would tell people is, you know, the nice thing is nowadays, we have so many resources available. I mean, you can, mm -hmm. there are tutors, there's online classes, there's co-ops, there's, you know, all kinds of ways to fill in the gaps where maybe, you know, especially high school level, maybe you don't, you don't feel like you're really uh, fit for doing that. Um, so there's no reason to feel like any child would, would be, you would be doing a disservice by homeschooling. Absolutely. I think probably the thing that you would hear the most of concerns, and you know, as you, you might hear a concern and you just nod and smile sometimes. And, um, but like Judy said, it's, you know, being confident and realizing that it's, this is something God's called you to do. You're going to be able to do that. Um, you know, and I, one of the misnomers is what, how is my child going to socialize or be yeah. with, and, you know, and there are lots of opportunities for my children to be around other kids, their own ages, but we realize that kids, their own ages aren't always teaching the best values or, um, how relation, how to in, interact in relationships in the most positive way. Um, and so as we have seen, because we have a whole generation now of adults that have been homeschooled, um, that they are able to interact just fine with, um, any, uh, with anyone. Um, and also you'll find that your students, as they have come home and are schooling, that they interact with you very well, that um, they've learned, they do really well with younger children, with their peers, and they do well with older children. Um, and with older adults. So they have been able to not just learn to have a conversation with people that are their age and their grade, they have learned to not hold, not be concerned with just that age group and be able to make friends that are older than them and younger and be able to have some adult friends. So we have found that it's been really helpful that our kids can be outgoing and make friends with lots of different people. So really, what real life scenario outside of school are you going to be in 
um, a college classroom or a, a job or where are you only ever going to interact with peers, people your own age? It, that's not real life. Real right. life will over and over again throw you into scenarios where you have to be able to interact with people older and younger than you. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you just, you can see it here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. um, so I, it is, it, it's a very good point. You know, you're rarely with someone who's your own age. Mm -hmm. um, so as you bring your children home from public school, you know, how will, how do you help change their view to, into homeschool? Like if they have a negative view or if they think that it will be weird or different or unusual from what they're used to, do you have any advice on that? Well, I think one of their biggest concerns is that they'll miss the social interaction because that's a big part of being in school. And so, you know, looking into what your area has to offer, you know, co-ops, there are sports groups, there's, uh, you know, my kids were in musical theater and there's uh, orchestra and choir and all kinds of things. And so talking to them about what are you interested in? Let's see if we can find something that you can do with other kids, you know, other homeschoolers that, that will be fun and that will, will be something that you'll enjoy. Um, you know, I, I think for, for most kids, there's, there's always the fear of the unknown. Um, so, you know, talking through, this is, this is how it's gonna be set up, you know, here's some advantages, you know, I mean, the fact that, you know, it takes less time. You know, when my son was doing his paper route, like I said, he slept in till noon. And then he did his schoolwork, and a lot of times he was done with his schoolwork by the time his neighborhood friends were home from school and finished with their chores and their schoolwork. So, but he hadn't spent all day in school. So, um, so there, there are definitely advantages. And, and if you find out what's important to your child, you know, is it the socializing? Is that, then, then find ways to alleviate that, you know, and, or, or is it just, people are going to see me as weird, you know, well, kind of help introduce them to some other homeschoolers, or maybe they already know some, there are so many people who homeschool, um, you know, they, they may already know like church or, or other things that they're involved in, like scouts or whatever, they may already know some homeschoolers. And so helping them kind of see, you know, oh, did you know so-and-so was homeschooled? No, <laughs> you know, he's not weird. No, he's not. <laughs> Neither are you. <laughs> Um, I was just going to speak with what Karen had said, that that's kind of what my parents offered um, me as I came home and starting junior high. And it was very different because I didn't know anybody else that homeschooled. Um, but there were they found opportunities for me to be involved and do things. And actually, in the, when I got used to the, I was a little apprehensive at first about what are we doing? We're going to be the weirdos. But then once we started, it was like, oh, I like this. I like that we're home. We don't have to rush off and um, go somewhere first thing in the morning and we can do our school at home. Um, but my parents found opportunities. I enjoyed music. And so from, um, I was able to, through high school, I was, had like practicing three hours a day on um, classical piano and had opportunities to be in the youth orchestra. So I was really into music and um, my parents had found opportunities for me to 
um, engage and be in that. And it would have been very hard for me if I was going on a regular school day to have found that much time to practice, that it was required to practice for the different piano competitions and things that I was doing. So that was my outlet that I found um, when we had first started homeschooling. And that really helped me. You can actually have more time to focus in on exactly what it is yes. your child is interested in. Exactly. Wouldn't have that if they went yeah. to public school. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk a little bit. This is the question I think most people have. Will my children suffer academically? What about getting into college? And is it even legal? That was three questions in one. And Judy, I'm gonna let you talk about this one. Well, um, I don't think your kids, in fact, I know your children will not suffer academically because of homeschooling. Um, now, kids um, have all sorts of challenges when it comes to learning, and some kids struggle in some areas and excel in others, and your children will be no different. Um, if they struggled or excelled in a public school classroom, they're going to struggle and or excel um, when you homeschool. So it's, it's not um, going to be really that different. And when it comes to getting into college, I think it was Karen that mentioned earlier that um, a lot of colleges are looking for homeschoolers because um, they tend to have a reputation for better study skills and um, motivation. And so both military and um, private and public colleges um, are very homeschool student friendly. And so I, I don't think that you will find too many people who are currently homeschooling or who even homeschooled as long ago as I did um, they had concerns about getting their kids into college. And by the way, um, all three of my children um, went through college, got bachelor's degrees and or other degrees, and I even have one in the military. So um, that is not an issue for homeschoolers. Um, is it legal? Absolutely. In every state in the country, it is legal. And in many countries around the world, it is legal. Um, I think the legality question is a legitimate one um, and it's something that concerns a lot of people and I think your best bet is to um, educate yourself about what's required to homeschool in your state and every state has slightly different homeschool regulations. Um, there are organizations out there that exist for helping you to navigate um, those uh, paperwork trails and all those legalities. Um, one of them you may or may not have heard of, um, Homeschool Legal Defense Association, hslda.org. Um, you can look them up and, and they have information on every state um, where you can go to find out what the regulations are. Um, find out what your state homeschooling organization is. Every state has a homeschooling organization. In fact, many states have multiple homeschooling organizations. And so check with them. Um, those are the folks that have been doing it. So you need to talk to somebody who's further down the, the path than you are and find out um, what they had to do. Some states require standardized testing. Um, others don't until students get older. Um, some states require that you submit a quarterly report to your school district. Other states don't. Um, so you're just, you're not going to know until you start asking the questions. And you don't even have to be 
um, certain of what the questions are you need to ask. You just need to find the right people to talk to. Yeah. And so if you don't know someone personally who homeschools, then get online and use Google or whatever search engine um, you're comfortable with and Google homeschooling in New York, or Georgia or Tennessee or wherever you live. Um, and there is just a whole litany of resources out there. Uh, like Tender said, um, back when she was homeschooling, we didn't have a lot to go on. But nowadays, it would be tough to find any questions you can't get an answer to. Yeah. Absolutely. That's great advice. Thank you, Judy. So let's talk about the next step. How do you pick curriculum? What's out there? And what is this literature-based curriculum all about? Well, there are a number of different types of homeschooling curriculum. There are um, traditional homeschool programs out there, kind of what um, you and I probably were used to in our public school experience. Those are the textbook, workbook kinds of programs. Um, then there are programs that are unit study. So that means those programs have um, units set up so you kind of build your homeschooling around a topic. So let's say um, the unit study you're working on is baseball. So you would uh, do a lot of reading and research about famous baseball players, elections, any of that. Um, you may find programs that will build every subject. So maybe if you're doing a unit study on baseball, you for math, you learn how to keep baseball scores and figure percentages and all of that kind of thing. So um, unit study um, is another approach. Um, then there's literature-based, which we're all very familiar with, which basically says that um, instead of learning by way of textbooks and the more traditional workbook approach, students actually excel when they learn things that are built into the framework of a story because it gives context and um, kind of gives them hooks to hang information on in their brains and they retain the information longer. Um, there are online schools. Uh, some folks are most comfortable with saying, I'm going to bring my children home, but I still want someone else to teach them or direct their learning. And so there are companies that will actually allow you to um, purchase a subscription or purchase a year's worth of education for your children and they interact with a teacher online. Um, and then there's probably what many people have heard of called unschooling. And those folks are totally on the opposite end of traditional homeschooling. These are folks who think that kids should learn based on what interests them. Um, you'll sometimes hear the phrase delight driven learning. Um, what, what excites your child? And so let them chase after that information. So lots and lots of um, different styles of learning. You just need to do some research again and, and figure out which one sounds like a best fit for your family. Absolutely. Karen or Tinder, do you have anything to add that you talk to people about specifically about on the convention floor or any advice on picking the right curriculum? Well, this one, because I panicked when I started <laughs> deciding I was going to homeschool, I definitely, this was, this was a big one for me. Um, how do you figure out? How do you find a curriculum? How do you figure out what you're going to use? You know, our Christian school used a workbook textbook program, which is also available to homeschoolers. So that was, that was an option for me. I could have just bought that 
and done that. Um, but one thing that um, really caught my attention with the literature based is the fact that when I was in high school, you know, you take history and, and it's, you know, in the textbook and you're learning it. And when I was 16, I got a job in the library and I was shelving books in the 900s, which is history, and found that there were like a whole book written on what I just got a paragraph on in, you know, in my textbook. Or there's a biography on this person that I, I've heard of, but I don't know much about. And so I realized I had already been doing that. I had been reading interesting books, well-written books, and I loved historical fiction as well. And I thought, I have, th this is a very natural way to learn. I've already been doing it since I was a teenager. And because it was exciting to me, I think that made my kids. And the other thing is, after we'd been doing Sunlight for a few years, one Christmas I told the kids, okay, next week's Christmas, we're not gonna do school. And they said, okay, great, school, school break. So Monday came and I'm in the kitchen doing something. And one of my kids came in and said, well, when are we reading? And I said, well, I told you there's no school this week. And they said, that's not school. And I said, good, <laughs> you just keep thinking that <laughs> because that's how they saw it. And I thought, how, you know, would they have thought that about a textbook or, or something else? And so I'm, I'm very thankful that I stumbled on sunlight, you know, in my total complete ignorance. None of my friends use sunlight, although after I started using it, some of them did. But, um, but yeah, I do understand that panicked feeling of, of trying to figure out and choose something and, and seeing something that's so different that you think, am I going to ruin my kid if I use this? And, but I'm glad I took the plunge and took that. I, th I thought, okay, one year. She's third grade. I don't think I'll ruin her just one year. So I tried it. And, and it, that's all it took was for me to find out, oh, this works. This works really well. Because I think when we're looking at curriculums, one of the things that you want to do is um, you want to teach your child, you know, but more than that, you want to give them the build the character of that they love to learn, that they um, know how to, you know, find if they have something that interests them is how do you learn and find out more information about it. Um, when we, when I started homeschooling, there was back in 1985 with my parents, there was not very many choices. And so sunlight has the tagline of it's the way you wish you had been taught. And when I came across sunlight, I was like, oh, this is because I love to read. And then as Karen was saying, you know, I'd already, I read history books, I read historical novels, but there was, but I had still not read all of the sunlight books that they had picked out on the different lines that, um, you know, what I want to cultivate in my kids is that love of learning and that reading aloud to them and giving them really good literature so that they know what it sounds like. Then I know that they're going to be good writers. And we're, so we're cultivating that character and that's not necessarily something you're going to test or you're going to um, and know that they've got it, but it's just something that's, uh, it's a slow grow method, but you're going to cultivate that in your child throughout their childhood so that as they get to adulthood, that they're going to enjoy that learning and, and to enjoy learning just like mom and dad as we have done. And I just think sunlight does that, facilitates that so well. As we're talking about sunlight, I thought it'd be good to tell you that you can actually try sunlight for free at sunlight.com slash free. How about 
Um, any new and exciting things that people can look forward to as a result of the home education change in model? Anything, anything new? Ooh, me, me. Yeah, yeah, go. <laughs> um, I think it's the gift of, you know, you're investing your time and your effort and pouring into your kids. You are going to reap that benefit. And, and part of that is through relationship. I mean, you are cultivating and a relation, a lifelong strong relationship with your child um, that you will have well after your schooling years are done. Um, so I just, and also their relationships with their brothers and sisters. And I mean, and it takes work. It's not something that happens automatically. And sometimes mom is helping, you know, on negotiating or helping solve issues or squabbles between siblings. But as we're home together and we work together, and as Judy has said earlier on, of you're always working as a team and you know that that really um you start to see strong relationships between siblings and siblings become friends um and that that is a lifelong relationship that they will have so i think the benefits of when you're taking them home um that those are relationships uh are so precious and that that is a benefit that you are going to enjoy and that family time you know I realize I am looking forward to my kids will begin you know leaving the nest and I'm I'm excited for them and for their opportunities that they have but I am so glad that um I will have spent time with them and invested and you know my my junior my 17 year old son still wants us to read together. And so I have still read to my older ones, even though they could be all on their own at this time, but we will sometimes read history, a history book together, or we'll read a Bible book like Mere Christianity and discuss it. And those conversations are so wonderful. I can't, I mean, the value in, in what they are, I can't even express, but that is just what makes it a 10 for me. Um, is that I have cultivated these relationships. And so that it would be my encouragement is just that, um, you know, it, it can be scary as you look at doing this, but you are going to have some, reap some major benefits with the time that you're going to invest. Yeah. Yeah. I, mine, mine are a little more frivolous. So, I mean, like Tinder mentioned earlier, you have so much more time to, um, to explore other interests that you have, um, you know, whether it's music or sports or scouting or, you know, just anything, you, you have more time available to you. So that, that's one big plus. Um, it's also very nice to take vacations on the off season. <laughs> we like that. Yes. Um, and, you know, being able to take field trips, like spontaneous field trips with other homeschoolers. Sometimes we would get a call from another homeschool family who had kids similar ages and they would say, you know, hey, we're going to Farm America to, you know, do the tour and milk the cows and stuff. Do you want to go? And we're like, when, when are you going? Tomorrow. Okay. You know, we can do that. We, we can do that sort of thing. Or um, we currently live not too far from Branson, Missouri and Silver Dollar City one time needed uh, some, some, Travel Channel was filming something on two of their new roller coasters and they needed people to be in the roller coaster and standing in line. And it was a weekday, 
school kids are in school. So they sent out an email to all the homeschoolers and said, anybody like to come? And if you came, you got to stay the rest of the day for free if you wanted to, and you got a free ticket to come back another time. So we wow. went. You know, I mean, we just nice. threw our schedule out the door and said, okay, we're going, let's go. So there's, there's just fun opportunities you can do and, and you can, the flexibility, I think is what mm -hmm. I really like. I like the flexibility. Absolutely. Um, so what should, what should anyone be aware of if their ultimate goal is to return um, kids to public or private school after the pandemic is over? So that they might not them back. That they might not want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. You need good. to be prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> because because they may just... do... go, go ahead. ahead. You need to uh, touch base with your local school district and find out what their scope and sequence is. Just get a copy of it. Um, and that's going to let you see what your kids will be doing at each grade level so that you don't lose that um, track that they're on if your plan is ultimately to send them back. But I agree with Karen, you may find that homeschooling is such a positive experience that uh, you change your mind. <laughs> well, and I wouldn't panic either because like, especially things like math, a lot of times at the beginning of the school year, they're, they're reviewing and stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like, oh my gosh, my child's gonna be, so far behind, probably not. As long as you, they're moving forward during your school year or during the time you're schooling, they're probably going to be okay. They're probably still going to be on track. And, you know, as far as language arts, you know, did they learn nouns or adjectives? You know, a lot of that's review too. You know, they're, mm -hmm. they're probably not going to have missed a huge amount. And this so year, it will be very reviewed. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> this year, they will spend a lot more time going over everything so yeah <clears throat> okay well i appreciate all of you so much joining me and um you know i just think i hope this helps everyone sort of chart their path and make their decision bye everyone bye, bye. thanks thank you